All right, good morning. Today we're going to continue our topic on Getzkona. Now this is about enjoying understanding the Bible. A lot of people study the Bible, read the Bible, and they just don't get it. You know, ang kapal, ang dami mga verses, ang dami mga teachings, iba-ibang doctrina, iba-ibang explanation, iba-ibang version. So maraming tao na di-discourage kasi sabi nila, ang laki ng Bible, hindi ko gets, hindi ko maintindihan. Suku ko na lang. And they would just say, bahala na yung mga Bible scholars, bahala na mga pare, mga pastor, bahala na sino magbasa ng Bible, sasabihin na lang nila, but if that is your approach, it's very dangerous because uh, walang perfect na Bible, uh, you know, a teacher. So I want to share with you na lang na how you can actually enjoy, experience, and understand the Bible for yourself. The Bible is God's love letter to you. Listen, ang motivation for why we read the Bible is to get to know the God that loves you so much. Yan ang motivation eh. Who's this, who's this God that loved me so much? I want to know Him. I want to know about Him. What, why does He love me? Why does He care? Gusto ko makilala yun. Gusto ko I want to see what, what, what is motivating Him. Because when you really understand He loves you so much, you're just like, wow. Why? Look at me. Who am I? And, he will say, let me know more about him. I want to experience. Because we are all created by God to, to want and to need his love in our lives. And you will, ex- you know, when you read the Bible and learn his word, he doesn't love you more, but you start loving him more. You know, if you understand him more, he doesn't bless you more. But you'll be more blessed. In other words, his love is already there. Perfect. His blessing is already there. But as you study, as you learn his word, you enter into a greater experience. You know, a lot of people, I could give you, supposing there's really good news. And it detects ko sa inyo lahat. Yung good news. Everybody want a brand new SUV. A brand new car. Fully paid. Every one of you gets one. But what if I had the wrong number and I text a different number? Hindi nakarating sa yun ang good news. Hindi mo mararanas. Hindi mapapasayo ang benefit. So, it's very important that we understand the Word of God. You know, because doon makikita natin who is Jesus? What has He done? And when you know who is Jesus and what He's doing, doon malalaman mo kung sino ikaw. That's where you get your identity. It's very important in life to know who you are and why you're here. Doon malalaman yung purpose in life mo. And where are you going? Doon malalaman yung destiny mo. And so we have to get the right, you know, the right thinking and the right believing will produce right actions and right behavior. You know, if you think wrong, you'll live wrong. But right understanding produces right actions and right behavior. And then when you have the right thinking, it also influences your relationships. If you believe right, 
you know, you'll start having right relationships. And then it will overflow. You'll start having impact, influence in your world around. So we need to have a, 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 a functional knowledge or understanding of the Word of God. How many of you have a Bible? You own your own Bible. Tasan kamay. All right, good. You know, very available na mga Bibles. Iba-ibang languages, iba-ibang kung dialect mo, may Pangasinanse, you know, may Ilocano. If, if you want the simple English, mas okay na you get a Bible that you can understand. And faith comes through hearing the Word of Christ. So, there's a lot of resources available. It said in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, that the Bible was inspired by God. It's useful to teach us what's true and make us realize what's wrong in our lives. It straightens us out and helps us to do what's right. It's God's way of making us fully prepared, you know, fully equipped so we can do good to everyone. The first key, na binanggit ko last week about understanding the Bible, is you've got to depend on the Holy Spirit. You don't, Sabini, you know, the Bible said, don't depend on your own understanding. And the author of the Bible, according to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20, was the Holy Spirit. Yes, mga tao nagsulat, but the Holy Spirit was guiding them, inspiring them. So actually, kung gusto mo maintindihan ng isang sulat, tanungin mo, doon sa nagsulat. Explain. You know, First Corinthians said that who can know the mind of someone else? Alam mo ba kung ano nasa isip ko? Di ko rin alam kung ano nasa isip mo. But who can know the mind of God? Only the Spirit of God. Ibuti na lang, ishinare niya yung Spirit niya sa atin. He put His Spirit inside you. So you've got his mind. You've got the mind of Christ. You've got access that anytime you read the Bible, you know, you just say a, a quick prayer. You say, Holy Spirit, you know, turn the lights on in my mind. You know, illuminate. Bigyan mo ako ng liwanag para maintindihan ko to. Ikaw ang author. You can explain it to me. So, ganun ang pagbabasa ng Bible. You don't depend on your intellect. Well, ako, third year college na ako, marami akong alam. No. <laughs> Hindi sa ganun. Even if you're PhD holder or if you're just a second grade dropout, anyone can read and understand the Bible if, the ho- if you're depending on the Holy Spirit to explain and to give revelation You'll be reading the Bible sometimes. Akalamo, you're so smart, and you're like, This is foolish. This is nonsense. And then another time when the Holy Spirit is shining His light on your words when you read it, you're like, Aha! Gets ko na. Yun palay. Wow! And it's, you know, narinig ko ito, maraming beses na alam ko ito. Kikito ko naman ito sa Facebook. But now you get it because the Holy Spirit is explaining. And Jesus said in John 16 that, that when the Spirit shows up, ipapakita niya sa iyo kung anong true. 
He'll guide you into all truth. And he won't speak his own thoughts or words. The Holy Spirit takes what Jesus says and tells it to you. And he said, the Holy Spirit will bring into your memory all the things that I have said. So we got to depend on the Holy Spirit. Amen? Is that right? So when you read the Bible next time, don't depend on how smart you are. Don't depend on what, uh, just what other people think or say. Depend on the Holy Spirit. He's very happy to be your personal tutor, to be your personal instructor. And the second point was always notice to who was that written. When you read a Bible verse, mas dan mo kung kanino talaga yun ay nakasulat. You know, everything in the Bible is written for our benefit. But not everything, not every single verse was written to you directly. If I could write a, a letter to, to Lester and I say, Lester, I'm coming here and I want you to tell Roxanne like this, like that. E kung nakita ni Pedro yung sulat ko kay Le- Lester, he might think that para sa kanya yun. He might even start following the instructions na hindi ko binigay sa kanya, binigay ko kay Lester. So if you build your faith and religion on following somebody else's rules, makakamalika. It might it might kill you. Sa totoo lang, the Ten Commandments will kill you. Why? Because you'll try to keep them and you'll fail. You think you can keep all ten? Try it. Oh, I never. Yeah, that's what the rich young ruler said. He said, I never killed anyone. I've never committed adultery. And so the religious people were saying, I've never, I don't worship other gods, so I follow all the Ten Commandments. Ang kanilang mentality, in other words, ang ibig sabihin, God, you owe me now because I've done all of these things for you. May utang na loob ka sa akin. And sabi ni Jesus, <clears throat> Alright, akala mo, pasado ka sa exam ko. Sige, ganito. Sabi ni Jesus, You have heard it was said, do not commit adultery. That's what you heard from the Ten Commandments. But I tell you, do not even look at a woman with lust in your heart. It's the same thing. Patay! <laughs> Patay! Wala na ng pasado. You have heard it was said, do not kill. But I tell you, the standard is higher than you think. Do not even call someone a fool. Do not even hate. It's like murder already in your heart. Patay. See, following the Ten Commandments, patay. You'll, you'll really, you will really, you, so, and we'll talk more about this later, but everything in the Bible, you can learn from it. But do not assume that every verse in the Bible was written to you directly. 
Like the guy, it's a funny story, but the guy was looking in the Bible. He said, I'll follow anything you say, Lord. Chick. Judas hung himself. <laughs> Patay. <laughs> Patay talaga. Next verse, you go and do the same. Nako. Patay. Hindi naman sa kanya yun. So it's kind of crazy to follow the Bible that way. That's not the proper way to interpret the Bible. Di po ba? So, uh, you know, uh, it's very important na the third point is that we should read the Bible in proper context. Kung ano yung ibig sabihin, kung ano yung aim, the author's intended meaning. Um, there's the immediate context, kung ano yung immediate na ka- ibig sabihin, doon sa chapter na yan, doon sa book na yan. Basahin mo yung mga verses before and after. Hindi, hindi puro pwedeng kung ano yung nakikita mo sa bumper sticker ng mga sasakyan, kung ano yung nakikita sa Facebook post, may isang Bible verse, eh magandang aralin mo rin yung mga verses before that and mga verses after that para makuha mo yung pinaka-context. And then, meron din tinatawag na broader context or the big picture kung how that teaching or that uh, verse really applies to the whole big picture of God's word. No? Like when Jesus said, I am resurrection and I am the life. E yung immediate application doon sa kanyang kaibigan na si Lazarus na namatay, ang ibig sabihin, bubuhayin ko siya. I'm the resurrection, I'm the life. Pero that's the immediate context. Meron pang another meaning Higit pa doon, doon sa pinaka big picture of life and of all the Word of God, ang sinasabi ni Jesus, I am resurrection itself. I am buhay. Ako ang daan. Ako ang katotohanan at buhay. I'm resurrection for everyone. Bubuhayin ko kayong lahat. Sinanang ni Jesus. So we see a big picture application. Maliban pa sa immediate application on that story. The Bible is both the written word of God and also the spoken word. Okay? Ibig sabihin, yung, ang, ang, ang Diyos nagsulat na kanyang message sa atin. Sa Greek, ang word doon is logos. Pero ang Diyos ay buhay, hindi siya patay. Hindi, hindi lang siya historical figure. Lahat ng mga ibang... Uh, Mga gods o sa religion, si Buddha, si Muhammad, lahat ng mga ibang propeta, they're all dead now. Nanatili lang yung kanilang mga writings, yung kanilang religion, yung kanilang mga followers, but we serve a God that's still alive today. Ang libingan ni Jesus, walang laman. He rose from the dead, He's alive today. Kaya, He still speaks. Nagsasalita pa rin ang Diyos ngayon. Of course, in agreement, hindi naman siya nagsasabi ng bagong mensahe na kontra sa kanyang written word of God. Pero He still speaks today. And if you open your... Of course, hindi naman siya nagsasalita na parang physical sound waves ang maririnig mo. Walang magic radio na pwede mong itune into 97.9 FM and you hear God's voice. It's not physical. God is a spirit. He speaks our spirit. I don't know if your spirit is empty, walang laman, or buhay, full of Jesus. But everybody has a spirit. It's either a spirit filled with anti-life, 
Ibig sabihin patay. In other words, zombie. Or it's a spirit with life. And when you're born naturally, your spirit is born with anti-life. It's just, it's just empty. But you can be born spiritually and it gets filled with life. See life. See Jesus. That spirit in, inside of you na nakakaalam ng thoughts ni God, nagsasalita. How many of you would like to hear the voice of God? Yeah. It, it just takes practice. You'll hear His voice. And reading the Bible is really step one. It's the first step to begin to know His Word, to begin to depend on His Spirit, to begin to expect when you have a relationship with someone, communication gets better. Relationship mona and communication magiging magaan. The first step I had to overcome, and I share ko sa, to, sa inyo to, the first step I had to, the barrier I had to overcome so that I could understand God's word. I had to finally believe that He loves me enough that He wants to talk to me. Yan ang hadlang po. Yan ang pinaka barrier. People do not understand God's word because they disbelieve that He loves you enough that he wants to talk to you. If you if you don't think you're lovable, kung hindi ka naniniwala na ang Diyos ay nagmamahal sa'yo, you will have a hard time understanding the Bible because you will think that galit siya sa akin, ayaw niya akong kausapin. He doesn't want to say anything to me. He doesn't have a word for me. He's only going to talk to the good church people, the religious people. But he won't talk to me. He's giving me the silent treatment. You know, the cold shoulder. And if you believe that about God, reading the Bible will just be like a closed book for you. You won't get it. So the first step is you got to dare to believe that God loves you enough so much that he wants to talk to you he wants na makakarating sa iyo ang kanyang love letter is that good yes. but read it in proper context oh also the cultural historical background alamin mo rin aralin mo rin yung cultural background kasi the bible was written thousands of years ago Yung ibang words doon or yung ibang nangyari doon, baka hindi directly uh, understood in 2015 in the Philippines. Ibang culture and everything. If you read the King James Bible and it said that, you know, this prophet or whatever grabbed hold of his ass, you know, then you will, you will think, what? Ano ba yan? Mamura, no? But that's King James because the word today, we don't use that word. But no one, that means donkey. All right? So if you don't understand, that's why maybe today we don't use it. You don't say, oh, let's go to Baguio and ride the asses. You don't say that. You know, because Baguio is a right park. May mga donkey. You don't, we don't say that today. We say donkey or horse. But in the old times, they used that, you know, the King James, that the ass meant a donkey. 
The young people don't know that today. You, you, thought, I'm, you thought I'm bastos, no? But I'm not. <laughs> okay, so you have to understand the, the cultural, you know, the background. You know, for example, in the story of the prodigal son, the father, nung nakita niya yung kanyang anak na bumabalik, malayo pa siya, tumakbo si papa. Tumakbo ang father running to his son. Now, if you know the culture of that time, yung error na yan, ang mga fathers, ang mga seniors, ang mga, mga elders, no? tatay na to, grown son, so he's respectable, hindi sila tumatakbo. Fathers don't run. If ever meron silang reason to go fast, they send their slave. They send their messenger. Takbo ka doon. But you don't ever see a respectable man running. Ngayon, uso na ang jogging, physical fitness. You know, walang big, it's not a big deal today. Makikita mo si, si Ed James running. Oh, he's just staying in shape. But in those days, older men don't run. That's, they just don't do that. It must be the house on fire or something extreme. You know, something very extreme. Pero nung tumakbo si Papa, he was showing extreme love, extreme excitement. And if you know that about the culture, when you read that and you say, that's my God. That's how extreme he loves me. That's how excited he is about me. See that? You know, uh, I could do this all day. You know, the, the, the woman at the well in John chapter 4. This was a Samaritan woman and Jesus was a Jewish man. In that culture, they don't talk to each other. Jew and Samaritan, lalo na babae, lalo na dalawa lang sila. That was a cultural bawal. Hindi na ginagawa yun. But Jesus did a lot of extreme things just to save a soul. And that's SFCC. We are very extreme, you know. Anything, whatever it takes, just to save a soul, you know, to let people know Jesus. So, you know, the women, there's a Bible verse that you will read. Probably some other religions will tell you. Lumaki ako sa ganitong religion. It says, Bawal ang babayin mag-preach. Bawal ang babayin magsalita, magdasal, ganyan. Dapat mga lalaki lang. Because the Bible said, um, women should remain silent in church. Alright? That's what the Bible says. But if you, do not, if you do not study the background or the culture, then you will be, you know, it says they should uh, be in submission as the law says. So if you don't understand the culture, you will think that talagang hindi sumusunod sa Biblia ang SFCC. Kasi kanina may babae na humawak ng microphone, nagsalita. Bawal yun, ayon sa Biblia. So you might get confused, right? But if you know that the culture of that time, even sa bilang, hindi kasama ang babae. So we don't have the same culture as they had in those days. Women in the Bible became prophets and we're, we're speaking and we're teaching. So it's just, you have to understand a little bit about the cultural background. It will help a lot if you go to wikipedia.com. You can learn about a lot of backgrounds, about different um, cultures.
cultures and about different places. Maganda, aralin, no, aralin mo rin yung, yung, uh, yung geographic region. Was it hot? Was it mountainous? Etc. And learn the names. What does it mean, Jacob? What does it mean, Jesus? By the way, the word Jesus, the actual definition of the word Jesus means Savior. Yeah, so I, I like to study the Bible and go deeper. Don't be just uh, in the sababaw lang. No? Uh, read the, look at www.biblehub.com at doon makikita mo yung Bible verse in so many different translations. And you click on the tab that says Greek or Hebrew, malalabas na yung original meaning of that word. So pag andyan yung Bible verse and it said as, well, you click on the Greek and you'll say, I don't keep pala yun. Hindi pala poet. You know, you get it. Okay, so that would help a lot. Now, let's move on. I want to just, that's a little bit of background. Are you learning something? Yes. Number four is this one, that we need to read the Bible through the lenses of the cross of Jesus. Sino sa inyo nagsasalamin dito? Who of you wear glasses? All right, or, or probably contacts. No? But not everyone needs glasses to see physically. But we all need corrective lenses to see the Word of God truthfully. Bakit? Kasi ang mata natin, ang spiritual na understanding natin, naging darkened because of sin. Naging distorted because of a lot of false teachings, a lot of uh, you know years of iba-ibang doctrines, iba-ibang churches, and some were good and some were not good, some were right, some were distorted. So we need to have a lenses that purifies and sharpens and corrects the way how we see the Bible first. And the corrective lenses, it's like, what does the glasses do? It it lets the light in and brings the light focus to the proper position. Sa atin, ang corrective lenses ng ating pagtingin sa Word of God is Jesus, the cross, what He did doon sa cross. So kahit anong Bible verse from Genesis all the way to Revelation, read the Bible through the filter through the lenses to correct yung pagtingin mo sa Bible verse, that is looking at it through the teachings of the cross, of Jesus, what He did on the cross. Sabi ni Jesus in John 14, 9, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And 1 Corinthians 1, 18 says that the word or the message of the cross is folly, parang foolish to the people who are perishing. Sila mga walang glasses eh. The people that don't believe in Jesus, they don't see the cross, hindi, hindi pa sila na, naintindihan ng what did Jesus do for you? And then you talk about the cross, Jesus died. They say, that's, that's crazy. That's foolish. Walang senso yan. But he says, but for us who are being saved, it's the power of God. Malinaw. I get it. Gets ko na. Because may... May Jesus. And in 1 Corinthians 2 2, this was Paul talking. And see, Apostle Paul, highly educated from the best schools of his day. But he said, I've decided 
to know nothing except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Yen ang kanyang filter, yen ang kanyang lens. He said, I decided everything that I know, everything I believe, it's going to go through this thing, Jesus Christ and what He did on the cross. Does that have, so when you read the Bible, always look for Jesus. Example. Let's give us some examples. Let's go to, well, magsimula tayo sa beginning. In the beginning, God created. So Genesis pa lang, makikita mo, Jesus. Walang word Jesus. But Genesis 1, 2, 3, 4, read the first chapters. Pero ganito, makikita mo doon, in the Garden of Eden, God put tree. And yung tree, may isang tree, ang tawag doon, tree of knowledge. About good and evil. Okay? Now, if you're using your own logic, you would think, ay, tama yun. Kailangan ko yun. Bawat tao dapat malaman ang tama at ang mali. Diba? Yan ang logic. Pero bakit ang sinabi ni God? Do not take from that tree. Wag kang makialam dito sa what is tama at mali. Hindi para sa'yo yan. Ito ang para sa'yo tree of life tree of life akong bala kung anong tama at mali you just take life you take now what is Jesus said in John 14:6 ako ang daan ang katotohanan at ang boy so yun know, pala when you put on the lenses of the cross and Jesus you say ay yun know, pala the tree of life pala that's Jesus and the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that's man. And we should not depend on our own understanding, but trust the Lord. When you wear the lenses of Jesus, <laughs> the Jesus glasses, you can see what the meaning of that tree is. Jesus palayun. That should, where I eat, it should be from Jesus. His words, his life. Then you go, nagkamali si Adam, right? What happened? Kinain nila yung the, the fruit from the tree of knowledge. So next thing you know it, natatakot na sila, they hid from God, nagtago sila because they were naked. What did God do? He's looking, where are you, where are you? The Bible said they sowed fig leaves together to make for themselves clothing. They used halaman, no? And God did not accept their clothes that they made as an effective covering. Ginawa ng Diyos, imbis na, sige, magdamit na kayo dyan sa iyong mga dahon yan. Mag, ang ginawa ng Diyos, pinatay niya ang isang hayop. Na kung saan, syempre, may, may bloodshed. Ginawa ng Diyos yung skin, yung leather, ng hayop at siya ang gumawa para sa kanila ng damit made out of the skins. And we read and you correlate that blood, that animal, doon sa sinabi ni John the Baptist, Jesus, there's Jesus, siya ay kordero ng Diyos, siya yung, yung lamb of God na nag-aalis ng kasalanan sa sanlibutan. So that you put on the lenses of the cross of Jesus and you see oh nga pala, the skins that covered Adam and Eve's shame and sin that was Jesus who died later 
for the sins of the world. So hindi pala pwede, hindi pa sapat our own sewing kit to try to cover our sins with our own way of covering our shame. It had to be God who covers our shame. It had to require a bloodshed. And you would not see that if you don't have this. You would just say, God doesn't like that color of those leaves. Mas gusto niya yung, you know, fur. You'll miss the whole point. Sabini Jesus, you study the scriptures, but you missed me. It's all about me. And you go to the next chapter, yung mga anak ni Adam and Eve, si Cain at si Abel. And the Bible says, dalawa sila nagdala ng kanilang mga offerings to God as worship. Cain brought the best of his crops. Diba? Nag-produce siya. He was a farmer. So nag-produce siya ng crops. And Abel brought the firstborn from his flock. You know, meron siyang flock of sheep. Flock of goats or what. So he brought the firstborn and sacrificed an animal. Si Cain naman, he brought some of the best of his produce, well, fruits and vegetables. And the Bible said God accepted Abel and his offering, but he rejected Cain and his offering. Why? Sincere naman si Cain. He's worshiping. Bucket rejected siya. That's unfair. That's how you think, kung wala kang ganito. But when you put on the lenses of Jesus and Him crucified on the cross, makikita mo, ay mo pala. It takes blood. No, the Bible said in Hebrews, there's no forgiveness of sins without blood. So Abel did it God's way. He took a sacrifice. He took an animal and killed it. He must have learned from his parents that your own good works cannot cover your sin. It requires a sacrifice, which that sacrifice is pointing to Jesus that will later come and do it all for us. See, Cain naman, the, you know, God had cursed the ground and sabi ng Diyos, you will produce food from the ground by working hard, by sweating he worked hard. He did his best. He sweat and gave it to God. And God said, no can do. I don't accept that. Your best is not good enough. It takes Jesus to cover your sin and your shame. Okay, so use, use the lenses of the cross. No matter what you read all throughout the Bible, always filter it, say who is Jesus and what did he do? Then you will, you will easily interpret the Bible properly because it's all about Jesus and him crucified. But in the time of confused. And, and now one more thing. This is the last one. And that is always notice which covenant is in force. Okay? Everybody say covenant. Ang Diyos ay God of covenant. Sa pagsimula pa lang, gumawa siya ng covenant. Many Times throughout the Bible, there were covenants, kasunduan, sa tao. And through the covenant, 
doon madidetermine kung paano nakikipag-ugnayan ang Diyos sa tao. Alam mo yung rainbow, today may rainbow din. Sign of the covenant with Noah. And God had a covenant with Adam. May covenant din siya kay King David. May mga minor covenants. But the three major covenants na lagi-laging binabalikan si Jesus, si Paul, dun sa writings, it was the three major covenants that God made in the, in the Bible. <clears throat> and papakusapan natin yung mga yan. But first of all, you need to know that God never changes. God is the same kahapon, ngayon, at magpakailanman. He never changes. But the way, the way, kung paano yung style, kung paano siya nakikipag-deal sa man, depends on the particular covenant relationship. Are you following me? God doesn't change, but the terms of His covenants are different. Depending kung anong covenant. Example, kung maglalaro tayo ng basketball, mayroong certain rules of that game. Hindi ba ba? Bawal mag-traveling. Hawakan mo yung ball. Hindi basta-basta pwede ka mag-traveling sa basketball. Bawal uh, mag-shoot sa gamit ng paa. You know, hindi pwedeng i-kick yung ball. What if maglaro tayo ng basketball, but you think that the rules are the rules of volleyball? You'll be playing with the wrong rules. Kala mo, volleyball, gaganon. You will completely miss the point of the game because you're playing the right game with the wrong rules. There are certain terms in a covenant. I'll share, share with you. These terms shows how you qualify for the presence of God at ang mga pangako ng Diyos at any given time. So, the first covenant that we can study is the covenant that God made kay Abraham. Sabihin mo, Abraham. Now, see, Abraham was just a man. Hindi siya qualified dahil godly. Abraham was not a God-fearing, God-believing man. Sa totoo lang, he was a pagan. He worships false gods. He get done, he was a habitual liar. He was not the morally pure good man that you think. But God chose him. And God declared him righteous because Abraham believed. good works. He just believed. And the Bible said that in Genesis 15 verse 6 that the Lord just counted him as righteous. Binilang siya bilang righteous. Righteous because of his faith. Yun lang. And because of that, Abraham and all of his household, pati yung anak niya, pati yung apo niya, pati yung mga descendants niya, lahat sila naging recipient ng mga pagpapala ng Diyos, ng mga pangako ng Diyos, ng goodness ni God, ng favor niya, simply because they were connected to Abraham through blood relatives. Anytime nakikita mo yung story ni Abraham, kahit siya ay may kasalanan, God still blessed him. God never rebuked Abraham or punished Abraham. God never got mad at Abraham. He was uh, with his wife and then binigay yung wife niya doon sa foreign king, 
Sabi niya, itong babae nito, hindi asawa, eh, kapatid ko yan. Eh, anong gagawin dun sa kapatid? Maganda si, si Sarah. Eh. Ikinuha yung king. I-marry niya yung asawa ni Abraham. Pero hindi, hindi makajos yan. Hindi tama yung ginawa ni Abraham. But even though nagkasala si Abraham, God punished the other king and blessed Abraham. Eh, dahil dun, yumaman siya. He was blessed. Is it fair? It's not fair. It's grace. God just blessed him. God, you know, Abraham qualified only because God chose to bless him. Period. No, no explanation needed. I'm just going to bless you. So I'm just, I, I chose you. I'm just going to bless you because I want to show you who I am. It's not about you. It's about me. So God blessed Abraham. Jacob, Isaac, lahat. Yung mga, yung mga great-grandchildren ni Abraham were the 12 tribes of Israel. So sila ay naging great nation. They, they went into slavery and the Bible said that God remembered the covenant He made to their father. So anyone who was in the family of Abraham got blessed. Kasi yun yung covenant. So they were pinalaya. Lumabas sila ng bansang Egypt and they were blessed. Kahit yung mga, these were millions of people now. Pero lahat sila dugo ni Abraham from his bloodline. They have the right pedigree. And they were blessed. And they complained. And they disobeyed God. And nag-murmur sila. They should have been punished, but God was still blessing them. Free food, free quail, free, ma- free manna, free bread, free water, protection, everything. They were so blessed. Three months later, sabi ng Diyos, if you want to really be my people, just obey what I say. Just trust me. And ito ang sabi nila, mayabang eh. Mayabang ang sabi nila. We will do, we are well able to do everything that the Lord will tell us to do. That was Exodus chapter 19. So sabi ni God, Exodus chapter 20. Sige, subukan natin ng sampu. Bigyan ko kayo ng sampu. Try if you can really do it. Eh, kaagad-agad, they broke the commandments. Hindi pa nakababa si Moses from the mountain. They're already worshiping another God. And they said in Exodus 20, 19 to Moses, You speak to us, but don't let God speak to us. Ayaw namin ng intimacy. Ayaw namin ng personal relationship kay God. Give us a religion. Don't let God speak to us one-to-one, heart-to-heart. Just give us some religious rules. We'll do it. We don't, they didn't, God wants intimacy. God wants relationship with you. But so many people don't want the relationship. They just want a religion. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Sorry. You'll try that. Okay, so God gave Moses a covenant for the people. And that was the covenant of law. The covenant of Moses is a covenant of law. And the basis doon was your performance. Kung maganda ang performance mo, kung mabuti ka, kung perfect ang track record mo, pagpalain ka ng Diyos. Pero kung nagdisobey ka, susumpain ka ng Diyos. Mamamatay ka. Ang dami mga sumpa na prinamis ni God if you don't obey. But these are the blessings if you obey. So the whole covenant, the terms, kumbaga sa rules of basketball, 
how to score, how to win God's presence and promise and favor, you have to obey. Yan ang terms. Okay? That we're playing the game now. The game of the law. You obey, you'll be blessed. If my people humble themselves and pray and turn from wicked ways and, and seek my face, and I'll bless you, I'll heal you, all of these things. But these are the terms. You obey my laws. So that was the terms for that covenant. And Romans chapter 3 verse 20 says that no one can ever really be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply, read it with me, the law simply shows us how sinful we are. Pag sinabi ko, bawal tumingin sa taas. Ang dami na tumingin eh. The more I give you a rule, the more you chance, more chance you to break it. The law, the law is pure and good, but it cannot make you pure and good. It just shows how impure we really are without Christ. And Galatians 3.24 said that the law was really just our tutor, our guardian, that to lead us to Christ so that we could be saved or justified by faith. Then, so you have the pedigree with Abraham. If you're in his bloodline, you have the performance-based covenant. And then the other covenant in the Bible is the one for us today. How many of you live in 2015? That's you. This is 2015. And this is what the Bible calls the New Testament. Kita mo sa Bible, may hati, Old Testament. New Testament. And this is the covenant that God made not with Abraham or Moses but with another man and his name was Jesus. And he was God himself who who laid aside his deity to become a man to do it right. That which no one could do right. And Jesus came and he did not only have the right pedigree, he also had the right performance and he performed for us. And so the qualifications is, are you in the right position? Pag tinanggap mo si Jesus and you enter into a new birth sa kanya, God takes you out of your position of sin and puts you in to a new position called righteousness. The new covenant. By the way, pag nagbabasa ka ng Bible, di ba may hati na Old Testament, New Testament, doon sa gitna mayroong blank page between Malachi and Matthew. And then it will say, New Testament. Alright? Now, Testament, covenant, will, you know, mga abogado, alam nila about will. Those are all synonymous. The will or a, a, a testament and last testament and will does not go into effect at birth. It goes into effect upon death. Is that right or wrong? So the New Testament did not start at Matthew chapter 1 when Jesus was born. It started at Jesus' death. 
So you cross over between old covenant to new covenant is not in Matthew chapter 1. Jesus in the gospels, he preached, he taught, he ministered, he did a lot of things as a Jew talking to Jews under this old rules. He's still playing basketball with basketball rules. He's not yet playing volleyball. He's still talking and, and teaching old covenant principles. Kaya sabi niya, if you're gonna sin, mas maganda, you pluck out your eye. If your uh, right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Forgive us our sins as much as we forgive the others that sin against us. No, patay. He's still teaching the Ten Commandments. Don't even lust. You can't do so andami mga tinaturo ni Jesus, which is very applicable to the old covenant. Because the new covenant started when he died. Not when, when he died and rose from the dead, not when he was born. So ang tanong ngayon is anong covenant kaba included in? Ikaw ba included when you read the Bible, ikaw ba included doon sa covenant ni Abraham? Sino mga Hudyo dito na bonafide blood relative ni Abraham, you know? Wala. So I think hindi tayo qualified na sumang-ayon sa covenant ni God kay Abraham because we're not in that family. Hindi tayo descendants of that particular family. Sino sa inyo ay nice mong uh, ibilang ang sarili mo as a part of the covenant of God to Moses? So you're under that commandments, the Ten Commandments. Diba sabi ko kanina, hindi binigay ng Diyos ng commandments, ng covenant of law, doon sa mga Gentiles. It's to the Jewish people. So he, you cannot also be qualified na sumangayon doon sa covenant of law. And besides, everyone broke the laws. So the covenant deal is off. You're only qualified for punishment and curse if you want to be following rules, even the, ru- even the good rules of God. If you try to follow those rules and think that you qualify for God's presence and God's promise based doon sa iyong pagsunod sa rules of God, you will find yourself receiving a failing grade. So our hope is in Christ. Doon po tayo included sa covenant ni God kay Jesus. So ang tanong is, am I included with Abraham, Moses, or Jesus? Ang sub-tanong doon is, do I have the right pedigree Performance or position? Position in Christ. So always take note of what covenant you're in. All of those who receive, dito po tayo magtatapos, all of those who receive Christ by faith, mapapasayo ang grace and you, you know, yung faith choice mo, you receive the gift of grace. Those will be saved. Those will be saved. Are you in Christ? This is the question I'm asking every one of you today. I'm not asking you, are you Jewish or Gentile? Wala ang pakialamang ang Filipino sa covenant ni Abraham. You can learn from it, but that's not for you. 
You can learn from the laws of God, but that covenant is not for you. You've never, a Gentile was never invited to be a part of God's covenant with Moses. The only covenant you're invited to is a covenant with Jesus. And kung sino mang tumanggap sa kanya, I'm not talking about a religion, huh? I'm talking about a covenant with God through Jesus. Kung sinong tumanggap sa kanya, naibigay sa kanya ng karapatan na maging anak ng Diyos. The only question is, what position are you in? It's not about your performance. It's not about what family you came from. The question is, are you in the right position, kay Christ? Or are you still outside of Christ? Are you in Christ or out? It's not about, are you a good person? It's not about, are you a member of a church? It's not about, you know, are you doing Bible study? It's just, are you in Christ? And if you're not in Christ, it's free to be in Christ. Because it's a gift. It's free. Everybody say, it's free. Mga Pilipino, mahilig sa libre, no? Diba? It's free, but it's not automatic. Kasi hindi pinipilit ng Diyos na akuin mo ang gift niya. It's by a faith choice. Where you say, hindi ko kayang iligtas ang aking sarili. I, I accept that. But I want to be saved. I want to be blessed. I want a relationship with God. And I need a Savior. I just can't save myself. But there's Jesus. And He was your Savior without your permission. He saved you because that's what He wanted to do. And there's an offer today. And that offer is, I have already accomplished everything that needs to happen to remove your sins and to make you clean and righteous. And when you receive him, you accept him by faith and stop trying to perform, to earn your salvation. But just accept the gift and say thank you. That's all you got to do. Just accept the gift and say thank you. I receive. I accept. Then you'll be saved. And God will put all the garbage out of you and exchange it with a new life and a new heart. God doesn't want to just upgrade you, make you into a better person. God doesn't just want to change you. He wants to exchange you. To take the old heart out and give you a brand new one. To fill your spirit with real life. And so friend, wherever you are right now,